mentioned earlier, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, go down and do the uh, red, white, and boom. And uh, my wife and I went down there uh, last night. And if you uh, have the option, a great way to do that is on a motorcycle. You can get right down there. You can find a great parking place. You know, you just kind of make up space right there, squeeze in. And then afterwards, you can ride out of there. It's a great way to do it. So uh, all of you guys out there and all you gals out there are looking for an excuse to get a motorcycle. Now you have one. So you got a whole year. And uh, I don't know what they, how things go around here at the Christmas time, but probably a snowmobile would probably be a good idea. Okay, here we go. Today is the 4th of July. Today is July 4th. And so I'm going to ask that you guys would stand up. We're going to face our flag right over here. Let's say the Pledge of Allegiance as together. As we do this every Wednesday at Kids Club. It's right over here. Okay, nice and loud. Ready? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Listen to this. We need to understand that uh, we live in a nation that was founded on the idea that we are a nation under God. That God is on top and we are below and we are a nation that is under God. Our founding fathers knew that and that is why they wrote it right into the Declaration of Independence. They wrote it right into the Declaration of Independence. Here's the opening lines of the Declaration of Independence. We know what it says. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. What does that mean? Does that mean you need to ask somebody? What does it mean? No, it should be obvious to you. It should be a duh factor. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created. Guess what? You're not an accident. You were created. We hold these truths to be self-evident that you were created, right? You were created. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal, that they are endowed by their who? Creator. They were endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is written right into the Declaration of Independence by the founding fathers and the authors of the Declaration of Independence and the 56 assigners of the Declaration of Independence signed on to this and this is what they knew and they understood. We believe these founders are right. It's true. We were created by God and that we are uh, under his authority and our rights come to us from God. Our rights come to us from God, and the founding fathers knew and understood that. However, you know that today our nation is debating that, and that our nation is fractured on that, and our nation, I would say, is even confused about that. And so here's the good news. We are the people that get to go out tell other people that we don't need to be confused about that. We are the ones that know that. We are the church and we understand that we were created by God, for God, to do His purpose and His will. And the founders understood that. And the founders knew that. They knew that God saves. They knew that God is where our hope comes from. And so here's some of the things that the founding fathers believed about those things. Here's what they believed. Heard a guy named John Adams. John Adams was George Washington's vice president. 
He was the second president of the United States, and he was the first president to live in the White House. Why you just mention it? The first guy, the first president to ever live in the White House. He was under construction before that. Here's what John Adams had to say. John Adams said, the Bible contains the most profound philosophy, the most perfect morality, and the most refined policy that ever was conceived upon earth. One of the founding fathers with this nation in emotion believed that the Bible was God's word and it is true. You ever heard of a guy named Elias uh, Boudinot? Elias Boudinot. And uh, Elias Boudinot was appointed by President George Washington as the director of the United States Mint. And so as the director of the United States Mint, you would think that his motto would be, cash is king, right? I mean, that would be the, that would be the, the, the motto, but that was not his motto. In fact, that's not even what he believed about cash. This is what Elias Boudinot said. He said, were you to ask me, so let's just kind of say, Elias, what do you think about the Bible? Were you to ask me uh, to recommend the most valuable book in the world, it should fix on the Bible as the most instructive both to the wise and the ignorant. And so uh, what did Elias know as a founding father? He said, turn your eye to the creator. God has communicated to us through the word of God in the Bible. And so what about John Quincy Adams? He was the sixth president of the United States. John Quincy Adams said this, the Bible is of all books in the world that which contributes most to make men good, wise, and happy. Do you want to be good? Want to be wise? Want to be happy? Where should you look to? Well, Google it. No, don't Google it. Look to the Bible. Turn to the Bible. They understood all men are created equal, endowed by the Creator. One nation is to be under God. We are not an accident. God created us, and He has communicated to us the best way to live through the Word of God. You ever heard of John Jay? He was the first Chief Justice of the United States of America. You know who the current Chief Justice of the United States of America is? Anybody? Anybody hear from John Roberts. Now, he is currently the Chief Justice of the United States of America. Can you imagine if the Chief Justice of the United States of America today uh, were to hold a press conference and have all of the television cameras there and all of the media there and all the, and the radio personalities and all of those uh, people there, and if the Chief Justice today would say the same thing that the first Chief Justice of the United States said, John Jay said, let us therefore preserve steadfastly in distributing the scriptures far and near and without note or comment. We are assured that they are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Can you imagine the Chief Justice of the United States of America as a, we need to have a righteous nation and everybody should turn to the Bible today? I can't, can't even hardly imagine that that could, can you imagine the uproar and the calls for his demise immediately after he said something like that. But this is what the founding fathers of our nation held in their heart. And it's the foundation they stood on when this country 
was formed. Thomas Jefferson said, the doctrines of Jesus are simple and tend all to the happiness of man. Had the doctrines of Jesus been preached always as pure as they came from his lips, the whole civilized world now have been Christian, would not have been Christian. Benjamin Rush, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, he was also a medical doctor, so he understood biology, and he said, the Bible contains more truth than any other book in the world. Think about all of the books you would have had to study to become a medical doctor, and he concluded that the Bible has more truth in it than all of the other books that have known the mankind. This is the foundation from which our nation was built. These men were united in their faith. They were united in their belief that all hope comes from God. That salvation and hope come from God through His Son, Jesus, who is communicated to us in the Holy Scriptures of the Word. Today, our job as the church in America is to communicate to our nation the truth that the founders knew, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that God is the creator of all things, and that we are ultimately going to meet Him. And that is why, listen, that is why our church must never stop growing. That is why our church must never stop growing. Why does our church need to grow? Why do we need to advance this message that the founders knew that was taught to them and to us by the same Bible? Why do we want to advance that? Why does our church need to grow? Because God loves people. God loves the people of America. God wants the people of America, everyone, to turn to Jesus. That's what he desires. The founders knew that. They knew that when they were establishing the country. We need to step up and we need to know and understand that our church needs to grow and that the gospel needs to advance because God loves people. First Peter chapter 3, uh, uh, verse 9 says, The Lord is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but wants everyone to come to repentance. That's what the Bible says. It also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. We should be compelled to tell people about Jesus. Book of Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells three stories in a row. He tells the story of the lost sheep, right? And then he tells the story about the lady that lost the coin. And what are those stories about? Going after the one that is lost and bringing them back into the fold. And then he, Jesus goes on right after that and tells literally the, the story of the lost son, the parable of the lost son, that he was lost but needs to be found, and that the father accepts them no matter where they are off to, when they come back to the father, they are accepted. These things are true. God does not want anyone to be lost because God loves people. Look at Matthew chapter 9 says, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Guess what? We all sinners. 
We are sinners, and so is everybody outside these doors. Sinners, they're sinners, sinners, sinners. But God wants all sinners to come and find the healer, the doctor, who is Jesus. And he wants them to come and be in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what the church is to do. The reason that our nation seems to be going in a different direction than what the founders established it to be is because the church has not been strong enough. We need to be good communicators of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be good communicators. We need to be relevant communicators. We need to be contemporary communicators. We need to be good communicators of Jesus Christ. Um, old movie. Uh, this is movie trivia time. Tell me if you like, uh, uh, tell me an old movie that you like that maybe has to come out in the, in the 1970s or early. An old movie that you like. Gone with the Wind, Somewhere in Time, all right, the first time you saw those movies, raise your hand, saw them in a movie theater, movie theater, movie theater, movie theater, saw some of those, okay, uh, listen to this, uh, first movie that you probably saw in a movie theater, right, uh, maybe some of you guys, maybe some of you guys, now watch this, um, how many of you watched that movie again on a VHS tape once upon a time, VHS tape, anybody watch that VHS tape? All right, and how many of y'all watched it again on a DVD, DVD, the DVD, okay? And then have you, has anybody watched that same movie again, but on Netflix or a streaming service, right? Anybody? I have, you know, the shows like Star Wars, first time I saw Star Wars, I, I saw it as, as a, you know, I, my mother's room. No, I was. Uh, but uh, the first time I saw Star Wars, I saw it in the movie theater, and then I couldn't wait. I remember when it came out on VHS, I was like, wow, this is the only thing you can watch this at home, you know? And then but when it came out on DVD, then you could get the, the whole set on DVD, and then I watched them all. And then, then they first showed up on Netflix. Now they're over there on Disney Plus, right? And so I've actually watched them on that. Now here's the thing, here's the thing. Same story, same message, different format. It's a contemporary format for the same message. Contemporary format for the same message. The format and the contemporary delivery system of that might change over time, but the, but the story, that's scripture. That's scripture. That's the church. The church needs to change format. It needs to be relevant to the culture with the same message. And so, and Jesus, Jesus, he says, Sinners, sinners, they're all there. We are them. We need to hear the story. The nation has moved away from what the founding fathers knew. But we need to be the people that go out and draw them back into the story. Maybe it just needs to be delivered in a, in a new way, a contemporary way, but it's the same message. And so, because God loves people. Here's the second reason the church needs to grow. Because God commands us to reach out. That's what he does. He says, church... It's your job. The reason the reason people want to turn their back on the founding fathers and the founding of the nation, they don't understand. They don't understand how good God is. And somehow we have allowed that to happen. God commands that we do that. Look at Luke chapter 14, verse 23. Go out into the country and urge anyone you find to come in so that my house will be full. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, you will be my witnesses. That's our job to tell people 
Hey, did you know that the reason that we have such a great nation is because it was founded on the idea we are not an accident. God loves us. We were created. We have these rights, and these rights come from God. The founding fathers knew that. And the farther we get away from what the founding fathers knew, that the Bible is true, the more this nation is going to struggle to be a great nation. And we need to know that because it's all founded not on America. America is founded on the gospel. America's found on the gospel truth. And so we don't promote America, we promote Jesus. And when we promote Jesus, then America will be better because it will act more like the Father Father wanted to be. Listen, Colossians chapter 2, verse 19 says, Under Christ's control, under Christ's control, the whole body is nourished and grows as God, as God wants it to grow. Listen, here's another reason. That is the other reason that our church should continue to grow, because God wants it to. Because God wants it to grow. That's why. Colossians, right? 2, 19. Under Christ's control, the whole body is nourished and grows as God wants it to grow. Matthew chapter 18, verse, chapter 16, verse 18 says, I will build my church. Jesus said that. He wants it to build, expand, grow, advance. Our nation needs the church to grow and build and expand. And not as a building, but as the message of Jesus Christ needs to go out. Now listen, there's some people that don't want a church to grow. This is true. Uh, I've been in several places. Some people don't want. There are unbiblical excuses for a church not to grow. And I've been in some of those places. Maybe you've seen an experience of that stuff too. You ever experienced anything like that? Some people say, um, I won't know everyone. I won't know if the church gets too big. I won't know everyone. I said, uh, a few years back, I had the opportunity. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, we were going to go visit them while uh, my wife and I were on vacation. We were going to go visit a good friend. And uh, the church that he was attending at the time did not have, they were in a search committees out there. They didn't have a pastor. And so they said, hey, while you're in town, because my friend was actually in charge of the search committee, or excuse me, not the search committee, but the pulpit supply. He was the guy that was supposed to be finding somebody had to do the preaching while they were uh, without a preacher. And he said, hey, and he said, Steve, you're going to be in town while you're here on vacation. He says, how about if, if you preach, you know? And I said, well, okay, I can do that because, you know, what I do. And, uh, and so I was on vacation, and I preached at this church. And then afterwards, my wife and I went, and they had this fellowship hall down in the basement. And we went down to the fellowship hall, and they had uh, they had pastries, and they had coffee. And, uh, and you, ever, you ever do that thing where uh, uh, there's kind of like a greasy pan, and you put a little drop of Dawn in there, and then you watch that grease just kind of go out to the side. Do you ever know anything like that? And so it was kind of like that when my wife and I walked into the basement, and they were there, and man, they were all sitting at their tables, you know, and, and, and their place, and having their, their pastries and their donuts, and we walked in, we sat down there, and, you know, the people, as they would walk by the table, they would say, hi, and then they'd go and do their, and they would, they would engage us or talk to us, and I couldn't help it, and then I learned, then I learned, it, everybody, everybody that was in that church was related, and it was a small farming community, and it's like they didn't have any need for anybody else to be a part of their community whatsoever. And my, my wife and I left there going, well, uh, my friend doesn't go to church there anymore because he got so frustrated because, and so some people just don't want it to grow. They're like, well, we know everybody, and that's all I need to know. Truth is, nobody, we all don't know everybody. I mean, how many, how many of you guys have been to my house for dinner? And well, you know, we say, well, that's COVID, right? But how, and how many homes have I been? It just, it 
And so that's, that's an unbiblical excuse if you say, I don't love them. There's another unbiblical reason for people. And they say, I don't like change. You know, you can change everything. I don't like change. Well, here's, here's the problem with that. I, I have, man, we, we, we made some changes in the church I was at before. And people would say, well, why are we, why are we changing things? And it's kind of weird because we would study the Bible together. And uh, we, we, did you know this? Jesus never healed anyone the same way twice. Some people he would touch. Other people touch him. Some people he would command it out of them. Other people he'd make blood, put it in their eye. He never healed the same way Jesus was all about change. Remember in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was going through the desert, and there's only two recorded incidents while there were three million Jews running around in the desert that they had to get water. Only two incidents recorded where they needed water, wandering around in the desert. One, God says, strike the rock. Another time, says, talk to the rock. And then when he, when he refused to change and he struck the rock anyway, and God said, oh, you're not going in the land of promised land, right? And so all of these things. So the church has got to be changing, 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 you know? And so that's why that's why we're not going to do curriculum on VHS tapes anymore. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? The church has to change. It has to continue. And so unbiblical reason the church, and here's another one. Uh, our church wants quality, not quantity. You know, we want to make sure we're doing everything just right, all tightened up the box with a bow, right? And get too many people, they might get that might get a little bit uh, dirty around here or something like that, right? It's been so fun to watch Kids Club and all the kids come in here. And, uh, kids Club pretty good. Those kids are pretty good at making messes, right? Uh, we uh, we give them candy and we give them treats and things like that. And, and those kids, you know what they do? Uh, they, they, they don't wait. They open up and sometimes they leave the wrapper in here and stuff like that. And that's, that's what happens. That's what happens. Here's what I believe our church must grow outwardly and inwardly at the same time. Outwardly and inwardly at the same time. We need to go outward numerically, right? And here's why. This nation is a great nation. It is the greatest nation on planet Earth. There are migrants that come from every nation in the world, and they want to come to America because they know that America has more opportunity than any other nation in the world. From every nation, they come to America. America is great because it was founded on the principles that we have a God that created us and that we pay attention to the Bible and the church has this information and the church has to deliver this information to the community, uh, not, not just save our country, but our country will be better when it has that information, but to save their very souls from hell. So the church needs to go about the business of growing outward as we all commit ourselves to grow inwardly Closer to Jesus Christ in our own lives. Questions. Who do you, who do you want to leave out? We don't want to leave anybody out. We don't want to leave anybody out. We want everyone that we encounter to come and be a part of the church. We, we genuinely believe that everybody that comes has a ministry to do. 
They've got work to do in advancing the gospel of Christ. We need to believe that everyone that, that comes is important. Important. We just did a VIP a series, right? Very important. They're important to God. They're very important to God. And that every member is very strong. They're a ten at something. They can do something really, really good. And we need those people to be plugged in to do that thing to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. Have you guys been watching the news at all? And you saw that building that collapsed down in Florida, right? The condominium. What a deal. What a horrible, horrible deal. And then they and they say, you know, that it was inspected, and now they're wondering if there was any signs, and now they're doing inspections. Now they're doing inspections on other buildings, and they, they're totally evacuating another condominium because they see that there might be something there that is going to break and collapse, and the thing is going to come down upon itself. And, you know, what we hope, what we hope is that this was a, a tragic accident, but because the last thing we want to find out the last thing that we would want, the last thing that we would want to find out is that somebody knew. Somebody knew. They went and they inspected and they found something that was broken and they didn't tell anybody. And then all of those people perish because, because the word didn't go out. It would be tragic. It would be horrible. It would be devastating. If we found out that somebody knew that the calamity was coming and no one told that the calamity was coming. That's why the church has to continue to grow. Because we are people that understand that our nation was built under God and that the Bible is true. And that doesn't matter so much that America is great. What matters is that the gospel is great. And that when people live according to the gospel, all mankind is better off when they live by the gospel. It's almost as if God knew that when he sent his son and said, all men, I desire all men and women, all mankind to come and know my son. separate ourselves from the sin that is in our life. We need, to, we need to go to Jesus and say, I want to be separated. I want to be independent. I want to be pulled away from the sin that is in my life. And the only way that happens is when we ask Jesus into our heart and he pulls that sin out and he makes it go away and we give our life to Christ. Our nation needs to know that. You need to know that. If you've never given your life to Jesus, Christ, if you've never been baptized in him or made him your king or your Lord, that's what we must do to be saved. If you need to do that, you want to know how to do that, that's something that I would love to sit down and talk with you about. You say, Steve, let's talk about that. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the nation that we live in and the freedoms that we enjoy. Father, help us not to sit back and just enjoy our freedom. Help us to take advantage of it and to be bold with our faith. 